Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Monday, July the 12th, and we come off a weekend of baseball where your Philadelphia Phillies, believe it or not, I know this sounds absolutely ridiculous, sounds impossible to believe, but we come off a weekend where the Philadelphia Phillies on the road, win a series against a good baseball team. I didn't know if it could be done. Recent history suggested it couldn't. And yet, believe it or not, it happened. How about it? The Phillies find a way to win two or three in Boston. As you know, heading into the weekend, it was, to me, paramount that this team found a way to win two of three in Boston, found a way to beat a good team on the road, uh, win a series on the road, carry that momentum. You know, after winning 7-9, heading into this series, beating the Padres, winning the road series in Chicago against a, a not good team, you know, certainly a team not playing well. We needed to see the Phillies go into Boston against a good baseball team and find a way to win a series, and they did. Against all odds, it turned out. Not only do they lose the first game in convincing fashion, 11-5. We'll dive into all the games, obviously. But after coming back Saturday and winning in convincing fashion, Sunday, they find a way to gut out a game that they had no business winning, a 5-4 victory where it starts in turmoil. It's supposed to be the Aaron Nola return to Fenway, the site of one of his great starts of his career, going back to Fenway, facing Nick Pavetta for a 500 record, for a a momentum heading into the All-Star break, for a series win, Nola on the hill. But no, it was not Nola on the hill. Aaron Nola could not pitch. Phillies had a COVID outbreak, believe it or not. Nola, because of contract tracing, unable to pitch. And the Phillies piece it together. We'll dive into the whole game, but the Phillies find a way. They find a way with a bullpen game. They beat the Red Sox to take a series with a bullpen game. And a Ronald Torres home run is the biggest hit of the game. That's not the Phillies we know. That's not the Phillies we usually watch to find a way to win that type of game. So, and look, there is some bad, we'll talk about the COVID outbreak and the implications of that and all that. But but on the whole, you know, heading into the All-Star break, a nice... Well, four-day respite here for the team, for the guys. Obviously, Zach Wheeler and JT Romito will be playing in the All-Star game, but you know, a nice respite here. And you go in at 500. 
You go in only three and a half back of the Mets. The Mets winning in the ninth yesterday. The Pittsburgh Pirates put up two in the ninth to beat them. Three and a half back. Alone in second place. You're a half game up on the Braves. The Nats have been fading a bit. They are two and a half back of the Phillies. Man, all of a sudden. Reason for hope. Reason for optimism. And again, it is tampered a little bit by the COVID outbreak, which we'll dive into. Um, but again, on the whole, as you know, there is some time for these guys to get back on the field now with this break and all that stuff. You know, you have to feel really good about what the Phillies did this weekend. And, and look, we got four days off. We're going to dive into a lot later in the week. We'll look at this second half schedule, the vaunted, easier second half schedule. You know, a lot of talked a lot about that. A lot of people saying this Philly schedule is significantly easier in the second half than the first. That's massive. We'll dive into that. Of course, all-star game tomorrow night. We'll talk about all that coming up. And, you know, seeing some Phillies actually play in the game is always, always fun. Always fun. JT actually going to start now because uh, of injuries and stuff, so uh, or pullouts, whatever. So that works out. Well, JT start. Nothing wrong with that. I didn't think he'd make the team, and now he's starting. How about that? Um, but again, on, on a basic level, and a lot to get into, but on a basic level, and, you know, but, oh, yeah, also Phillies make a draft pick last night. We'll get to that, too. Um, but on a basic level, you know, the Phillies needed to find a way to go into Boston and win two of three. It was, again, paramount. In my opinion, it was the biggest series of the season. Yesterday, the biggest game of the season. And for the first time all season, it feels like, this team surprised us in a good way. For the first time all season, we're like, we need them to do this for us to start to get excited. They actually did the thing that we needed them to do to get excited. How about it? And did it in dramatic fashion by losing that first one. And you're like, here we go. Up to Boston. We know what's going to happen, of course. Yep, we should have seen this coming. And then they win, too. Dead into the break. I'm I'm floored, flummoxed by it, but I love it. Let's dive into it. Let's go back to Friday, which, again, really started the weekend off on a rough note and really made it seem unlikely, right, that this team was going to find a way to uh, battle back and win the next two just get smoked. Um, and, you know, it was one of those where early you're like, oh, this could be a fun back and forth. This could be a high-scoring one. The Phillies get out in front early, a one nothing lead in the first on a JT Romito RBI double opposite field pop. Then Boston comes right back and gets right to Vinny. Not Vinny's day. They score two off Vinny in the first, two to one. Then the Phillies bounce back in the second. Alec Boehm, RBI single. Alec Boehm had a good weekend until COVID. Um, boom. RBI single scores two, three to two, and you're like, all right, this is going to be one of those games I can feel it. It wasn't because it just spiraled because the second and third inning were not nice to Vinny Velasquez. Uh, J.D. Martinez, three-run shot in the second, makes it 5-3. Then the third, Boston just goes off, put up five, uh, four more runs in the third as uh, uh, hits everywhere. Everybody hits. Uh, Vinny would leave the game in the third. Vin- Vinny Velasquez, his worst start um you know, of the season, worst uh, in a while. As you know, he had been not good, but at least better. I know he had a couple rough starts, then a good one, then another mediocre one and all that, but this was just flat-out horrible. Two and a third for Vinny, gives up six hits, four walks, eight earned runs. Eight. Eight runs for Vinny. Eight. Not great. The bullpen would allow a few more. Ultimately, it's eleven to three. Uh, eleven to three in the sixth inning. The Phillies would add a couple in the seventh, give you the the illusion of hope. Um, but ultimately, fall eleven to five. That was it. The best pitcher of the night for the Phillies, Ronald Torres, who to thunk it, came in, pitched one clean inning. 
Um, but ultimately, look, this was a game the bats couldn't get going. JT, a couple hits. No one else had more than one hit. Um, nine hits total down the line. Only walked twice, struck out ten times. Like, kind of got handled. You know, the Red Sox kind of handled the Phillies in this one. It really did feel in this game, coming out of this game, after this game, it felt like we were in for a, an ugly weekend. You know, didn't it? It did to me. Sitting there just watching an incredibly not fun night of Phillies baseball and watching the Phillies again, talking about, and look, they won two in a row to finish it. But in the moment, you know, coming into this thinking biggest series of the season, I need to see the Phillies find a way to show up here. I need them to show me something. You know, you definitely didn't feel great coming out Friday night, 11 to 5. And, um, you know, disappointing. Just an incredibly disappointing showing from the Phils in that game. No life, no energy. They they get going early and then just falls apart. Vinny gives them nothing. And and it was a bummer of a loss. And it did suck a little of the wind out of my sails. You know, because all of a sudden now you're two games under. And, and in my opinion, again, to feel good about this team, to believe in this team, I needed them to win the next two games. I needed them to win this series in Boston. I talked about it on Friday. show you heard me. I They had to. They had to win the two games in Boston for me. The next two, uh, they had to take two. So, uh, you know, long odds, the way this team has been played against one of the best teams in baseball. Saturday rolls around. The Phillies get right after it. Let, let's give them some credit for not making a sweat on Saturday. Saturday was a... Uh, just a clear victory start to finish. The Phillies just jumped on Boston early, got all over Martin Perez. Gene Segura, first batter of the game, boom, homer, one nothing. Then second inning, Alec Bohm hits one over, the monster. Three nothing, Phils. The the uh, get a little nervous the next two innings. The uh, three to two, uh, three to one on a Bogarts homer. Then three to two, Bogarts had a couple homers in the weekend. Matt Moore starting to struggle a little bit, but then he settles in again. Moore gives him four and a third, two runs, three hits, three walks, one strikeout. Not good, but not Vinny bad. Not good, but then after that, the bullpen shuts it down. After that, you get five and two thirds shutout from Hector Neris, Bailey Falter. J.D. Hammer and Connor Brogdon. Hammer made a little scary. They had a big lead at that point, but Hammer loads the bases and then mows down three guys at two strikeouts and an out to get out of it. Um, so it's three to two Phillies as it's going along, going along, and you're like, oh, man, this is going to be tight. This is going to be nerve-wracking. I don't know if they're going to win this game. And then the eighth inning rolls around, and it was over. The Phillies. And uh, the Phillies go from three to two to 9-2, to two, a six-run eighth inning for the Phillies. An RBI double by Hoskins scores two. Uh, a uh, Ronald Torres RBI single scores another. Andrew Knapp walks in a run and great at bat there. Gene Segura RBI single. Then Bryce Harper doubles in a couple more. 11-2 to two at that point. And the Phillies would shut it down from there. Again, this was one where it was um, it was in doubt early. Again, it was 3-2 to two heading into the eighth inning. And, and you know... For some reason, I had confidence the Phillies were going to win the game in the moment, which is antithetical, because I didn't on Sunday, and we'll get to that. Um, I didn't. But in this one, it just felt like there was some momentum in this game. It kept felt, felt feeling like the Phillies had a chance. They stayed in front, some nice plays to stay in front. At times, it felt like they were going to fritter it away. And the bullpen able to hold it together, two strong innings from Bailey Falter, that was huge. 
And then the Phillies get to that eighth inning and bust it wide open, and it was so necessary. That offensive explosion in the eighth was so necessary and, and as important an inning as maybe the Phillies have had all season, one of them, to pile those runs up and be able to close that game out, especially with what would happen the next night. You don't think about it the moment, but not having to go to Ranger Suarez there on Saturday night totally changes the complexion of the next night's game, which we'll get to. It was massive, because if it's a 3-2 to two game and the Phillies don't add an extra run, guess who we're seeing in the ninth? Ranger. It changed the complexion of the next night. That eight-run inning was so huge, and you could argue is the reason they won the series the next night as we'll get to. Massive win for the Phillies. Needed it. Put up an 11 spot. After getting an 11 spot hung on them the night before, it was, it was needed, it was necessary, and it was exactly what this team had to do on Saturday night. A Really, just a big, big win, 11-2. to um, needed it. Segura, three for five with the homer. Scores two runs, three RBI, a good one. JT, another two-it game. Bryce, a two-it game. Hoskins, that big hit, a couple RBIs. Boom, a two-it game. Ronald Torres, three for five on the day. Torres, one of the stars of the weekend. Where would we be without Ronald Torres? What a thought. What a thing to say. Where would we be without Ronald Torres? I love that. I love Ronald Torres. I love this guy. Um, obviously plays great defense at short third, wherever you put him, but is just coming through with clutch it, clutch it, clutch it. Another one on Sunday, so big night to Reyes, and, and again, just a absolutely necessary, needed victory on Saturday. Which brings us to Sunday. Sunday was a day. Sunday had some swings of emotion to it, so uh, put yourself where you were on Sunday. The Phillies win on Saturday. 1-1 in the series. We all know how you know how much we've talked about how important it was to win this series. So all of a sudden, it comes down to Sunday. Going into it, I said most important game of the season, flat out. It was the most important series of the season. It's 1-1 going into Sunday. Easily, easily the most important game of the season. Just a gargantuan game for this team. A, a massive swing factor here. This game means so much to this season. In my opinion, I know it's just a game in July. But in terms of momentum, in terms of going into the break three and a half back instead of four and a half back, in terms of going to the break at 500 instead of two under, in terms of going into the break with some momentum, having won nine of 11 now, playing good baseball, winning some games, the bats are going. This game was massive yesterday. And it couldn't have started worse, could it? Because the massiveness of the game, you felt good. The fact that Nick Pavetta's on the hill, I think all Phillies fans, no matter how good Pavetta's been in Boston, felt pretty damn good going up against Nick Pavetta. We've seen Nick. We know Nick. Especially Nick in a high-energy spot against his old team. You know he's going to be aggressive Nick. And aggressive Nick does not usually lead to good things. You're feeling good, and especially, why why are we feeling best, obviously? Because we got Aaron Noah on the hill, right? I know he's faltered in some big games, not barely faltered, in some big games. But you know what? It's Aaron Nola. It's your one of your two best, one of your you know second ace guy. Like, let's go. Big spot, right? Sunday morning, we find out. Aaron Nola ain't pitching. Aaron Nola placed on the COVID protocol list because of contact tracing. So it turns out we would find out Alec Boom was removed from the game Saturday night in the eighth inning, has COVID, has tested positive. He will be out for 10 days. He missed the game on Sunday. Aaron Nola, Bailey Falter, Connor Brogdon, contact tracing. All right. So 
We'll get to the game in a sec, but but the, first and foremost, you lose Nola for this game, which is like what what a what a massive just kick in the you know what heading into this game. You, know, you feel like you've got your one of your aces on the hill in the biggest game of the season. Let's go. Um, we'll get to the fact the Phillies were able to pull this out, which is amazing. But but quickly on the the whole issue itself. I mean, look, I can't tell anyone that, to get vaccinated. You know, if you have moral or religious beliefs against it, you know. That's your opinion. I'm vaccinated. I think people should get vaccinated for the good of everybody. Um, but particularly when you're talking about a baseball team um, where, I mean, you have a, a, a responsibility to your teammates and to a fan base, uh, uh, people who pay lots and lots of money to support a team, to pay for cable packages, to pay for paraphernalia, to pay to go to games, to all this stuff. You know, there is a, a, a level of responsibility there to be able to stay on the field. And look, I think people should get vaccinated. I think these players should get vaccinated for the good of the team, for the good of the game, for themselves, and for the other people around them. But fine, if you want to say you can't tell someone to get vaccinated, and I'm, I get that, I'm cool with that, then these players had a responsibility to be that much more careful. To be that much more careful about not getting it. And not putting themselves in situations where they could if you're not going to get vaccinated, then guess what? You got to wear a mask everywhere. You got to follow all these guidelines. You have to. And obviously, that's not what happened. And we don't know how it happened and whatever. But man, it's disappointing to lose these guys because of this. Because if you're vaccinated, you don't have to. If you're contact tracing, you don't. You don't have to leave. Like if Noah were vaccinated, he would have been able to pitch yesterday. That's a bummer. That's tough. And look, you think about it. Not just now, but what if this happens in September? What if the Phillies are, are two games back of the Mets and they they have a series with the Mets in, in New York in September? What if that series coming up and all of a sudden Aaron Nolan and some other guys are, are you know, Alec Baum level, whoever, that type of player can't play because they're not vaccinated because they contact tracing or someone gets it. I mean, that's that could prove to be a real big disaster for this team. It really could. Like, think about it, if they missed the playoffs because of something like that. I mean, when there was an option for that not to happen, a precarious situation and I for one would like to see the Phillies have a higher vaccination rate obviously and see these players get vaccinated um, but uh, you know on a basic level um, for your team for the city for your chances it's going to be a real problem if, if people have to miss important games like they did yesterday an important game yesterday but even more important games like meaningful go to the playoff games in September or whatever or, or October they could miss a playoff game because of this think about that so it's a, it's a spot, and I think the Phillies as a team really need to get it together from this perspective because, you know, this is a, a, a slippery slope, and it could be a really dangerous spot timing for them if, if something goes wrong, and, and it's really it's frustrating. It is very frustrating, but let's get to what was not frustrating is that even in spite of this, even after losing their starting third baseman, their starter for the game, and going with a short bullpen for the game because of all these guys out, the Phillies find a way. I can't believe I'm saying that. This Phillies team found a way. Not their thing, normally. Brandon Kinsler gets the opener start. They wanted him to go four batters. Uh, he did. Um, the problem was one of them at home run. Uh, Xander Bogart's a homer in the first, uh, excuse me, in the top of the second, uh, bottom of the second. So uh, Kinsler clean first, then then the fourth batter is Bogart's, and Bogart's goes yard. So one too many. Uh, one nothing. Red Sox, and you're starting to feel like, oh, God, this is going to spin out of control, isn't it? Well, luckily, the Phillies decide, well, let's put some runs up before then. JT Romito, RBI single to right, scores two, uh, one on the RBI, another 
on a throwing error is a nice base running. Torres and Jankowski come around and score. Two to one Phillies. We're kind of plugging along. Christopher Sanchez comes in and gives the Phillies three strong, gave up one run. So, you know, you're only giving up two runs through four. You're feeling pretty good. Naris a clean fifth. So we get into that fourth inning, the top of the fourth. Ronnie Torres. Mr. Clutch, who saw this coming? Torres comes to the bases with two on and just classic Torres homer kind of just does that jack swing and jacks one out to left. And it was awesome. It was unbelievable. Ron Torres, three run jack, five to one Phillies. And and then it was just gutted out time because Neres pitches a clean uh, fifth. But then Jose Alvarado, who, man, what a uh, certainly don't have confidence in what he's going to be on a night to night basis, right? He comes in and, and gets pummeled around, gives up two. In the fifth, uh, in the uh, sixth inning, gives up two runs. You're getting nervous um, as, uh, again, uh, it is now all of a sudden five to four. Archie Bradley comes in, plugs the bleeding. Five, four. Mowing along here, and then we get to the bottom of the seventh. Two outs. It's time for Ranger to come in. So that means, as we know, Ranger... Likely, I think every Phillies fan knew, all right, we're asking Ranger to come in and get seven outs here. Come in and get seven outs. Seven outs. And where would this team be without Ranger Suarez? Oh, my God, what a stud. What a star this guy has been for this team. What a clutch player. I mean, as important as anyone on the team, practically, other than Zach Wheeler. Like, it's crazy. Suarez comes in, gets the gets him out of the seventh there. Uh, the eighth inning runs into trouble, starts fine, then ends up loading the bases. A couple walks in there, you get nervous, but loads the bases to get the lefty Alex Verdugo at the plate, and he makes a big pitch and gets out of it yet again and came into a rough spot in the in the seventh when he came and got out of it. Gets a grounder from Verdugo. Come time for the ninth inning, and oh, who's coming up? No biggie, just the heart of the Boston order. Martinez, Bogarts, Devers, maybe the best three, four, five in baseball, certainly up there. And what does Ranger do? What does Ranger do but mow them down? Ranger Suarez, 45 pitches. Get some seven outs. The save. The win. What a showing. When the Phillies season was on the line, Ranger Suarez was the dude who got it done. How about it? Especially in that spot. And again, it does go back to the night before that eight run. Eighth inning, so massive, or seven run, eighth, no, eight run, eighth inning. That was so massive because that allowed them to not use Ranger that night. You need seven outs from Ranger the next night. Ranger gets it done. I can't believe it. It was so awesome. So impressed with Ranger freaking Suarez. That guy is awesome. 0.770 RA on the season and just never seems rattled. Unflappable. Like exactly what you want at the back end of a game. Like this guy comes in any situation. He's like, no problem. I got it. My 93-mile-per-hour fastball is going to mow these guys down. He was hitting 95, 96, too. He was looking good. But still, like, Ranger, not the not a stuff guy. Not someone who just blows you away, but just just awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. What a win. What a team win. What a series win. They needed to take two or three in Boston, and they friggin' did it. 45 and 45. Let's go. There is reason for high excitement and optimism about this team all of a sudden out of nowhere, and that is freaking awesome. So... With that in mind, over the next few days, we're going we're gonna to talk about some reasons for excitement. We're going to look at the second half schedule. What needs to happen over the second half here for the Phillies to get to where we want them to be? They were only three and a half back. Three and a half back heading into the All-Star break. That is, that'll play, folks. That'll play. 
especially with the offense getting going and playing better baseball, you know, man, maybe a bullpen piece or two and maybe they can compete for the division. I, you know, I'm, I'm excited. It's a time to be excited. All-Star game coming up tomorrow. Obviously, we'll talk about that. Plus, uh, quick before we get out of here, we'll dive more into him tomorrow, but the Phillies did make a selection in the first round of the draft last night, the MLB draft, 13th pick of the draft, Andrew Painter. A great name for a pitcher. Painter, I mean, yes. Name alone, it's a winner. Um, top college prep arm in the draft, or excuse me, high school prep arm in the draft, according to many. Um, stuff, all that, but, you know, an 18-year-old arm. So, like McGable, who has, that looks like a home run already, um, you know, taking a young, high upside arm, and we'll see what happens. So, uh, I will talk more about Painter tomorrow. We'll get more into specifics and stuff. But, um, Andrew Painter, your newest Philly. We'll see what else they do in the draft today. And moving forward. But ultimately, look, um, reason for excitement right now with the Phils. The the outside of the COVID outbreak, the, all that stuff, you know, and, and perfect timing for it if you're going to say heading into the officer break. But, but the Phillies won two or three in Boston when they had to. They had to win two or three and they did it. And that's, you know, we've not gotten excited about this team a lot for good reason this year. When there's a reason to get excited, let's get excited. This is a reason to get excited. This was a big series win. All right, coming up tomorrow, we'll dive into some reasons for optimism. We'll start to look ahead. To the second half of the season and what the Phillies need to do to actually make a real playoff run. Wouldn't that be something? So uh, we'll get into that coming up. All-Star Game, all that as well. So until then, everyone have a wonderful day. And thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.